0: Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to Voice America. I am Paula Vale, your host of For the Love of Reiki. And today we are going to be talking about the Reiki Principles, which are also called the Reiki Precepts. And my guest today is Michael Emmanuel. And this is the second time we have had the honor of having Michael on the show. I am so grateful. Michael, who began as a professional engineer and then became a Reiki Master Teacher, shares with us the benefits and experiences he has witnessed in offering Reiki. And he will be breaking down um, the meaning and giving us some concept of the Reiki principles, which we learn in the Reiki practice and just bring forth into our lives. And Michael, I just want to say welcome and thank you.
2: Thank you, Paula. It's great to be back.
1: Wonderful,
2: wonderful. So when we were last together, you asked me to talk about the work that I do volunteering at the Seattle Veterans Center, working with uh, military veterans and just seeing them grow uh, very gently, very simply, by learning Reiki. And one of the things that they taught me in the course of this, was actually not to skip the Reiki principles. It's so easy in classes to rush through the principles, mm-hmm. the precepts, whatever you want to call them.
1: Yes.
2: Um, because we're so eager to learn how to do Reiki. We're so keen to get our attunements that perhaps the philosophy and the very essence of what Reiki is, which is based on these core principles, um, misses us. Mm -hmm. And I realized working particularly with the veterans, it happens also with some of my other students, but they come to Reiki one classes and we have a great day. And then a few months later, they come back for Reiki two and you have a check-in at the beginning and you ask how they've been doing with Reiki. And there was some commonality even among the divergence when I've been working with the veterans. How have you done? And the answers are always a variation of, well, I haven't done that much with it. I came back to Reiki too because it was time. Or the better ones tend to be, well, I've worked with my partner. I've been doing a lot of Reiki with my wife or my girlfriend uh, or, my, or my partner. I've been, because I love working with the military veteran particularly, because for the first time, it's the majority of the room is male.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a very different experience. Very different. And, and um, well now, actually, there are the, now in those classes, they're, they're becoming mixed. It's interesting how it's changing. But they've worked on their partner. They've worked on their dog. They've worked on their cat. They've worked on their fish. They've gone into the garden and they've worked with their flowers. When you ask them, yes, but have you done any work on yourself? That's where the silence tends to come. And some of them have done some work. But when I explored that with them, and often with their counselors and with their psychologists, I get the answer that, yes, well, I'd rather give Reiki, I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I learned when I reflected on this, was how the essence of these principles actually teaches something different. And in a, a class that I took under the tutelage of Rick Botner, one of Mrs. Takata's 22 Reiki masters, I believe the last of the 22, he gave me some really amazing insights into the way that Mrs. Takata would teach the principles and the importance of them. And he talks about them having a geometry He talks about the idea that they are not just five principles and learn them, but that they have an order to them, they have a structure to them, and that we can be guided by that structure. And so what I wanted to do today was, as I've been working with them and that structure, is really to understand that, uh, explore these five key principles, understand their structure, how they relate to one another and how they provide us a very wise way of growing into Reiki.
1: Yes, I love that.
2: And, you know, uh, obviously the original uh, principles were written in Japanese, and uh, I'm not a master of the Japanese language. In fact, there's only one, possibly you could call it two languages I'm fluent at. I'm fluent at British English English and I'm moderately fluent at American English, and that's about <laughs> the limit of my, of my language skills. But I love words, and I love exploring the meaning of words. And in so many languages, words carry an emotion and a feeling as well. And, in fact, just in preparing uh, to talk to you today, I, I looked around uh, with a browser on the Internet and looked at many different websites where Reiki masters have written down the five principles and it amazes me how many variations of the same five principles you can have and particularly the third one which is sometimes translated as be grateful, be thankful, the Reiki Alliance uh, ask you to honor your parents and your teachers and your elders. In Mrs. Takata's notes, at least one set of notes, we don't know how she changed her teaching over time, she has the third one as, be thankful and honour your parents, teachers and friends. It doesn't say elders. So there's, there's many different flavours of just that third one.
1: Yes.
2: And then there's no agreement between them, the first and the second one, other than one of them says, don't worry, and one of them says, don't be angry. But which one comes first? Don't worry first. Don't be angry first. So that's, this is really what I want to explore. So for those perhaps who are not familiar with the five principles, we ought to start there and just highlight a version of the five.
3: Perfect. Which
2: will immediately cause consternation. Half your audience will say, I've got them wrong. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. And I hope by the end, those same people will say, are it doesn't matter, right? Because it's not what the words actually are; it's the sense that they're trying to give you. Yes. And in fact, um, Makara Sui tops and tails the five principles that he writes down with some very good words, which we tend to skip by or or not even. Um, well, they kind of call us to prayer and so some of us feel difficult about this find it should we be doing this this is somebody else's is it a religion uh, what am I getting into but if you step back from that what he's really saying at the beginning and I'll try and get the, the, the translation roughly is that um, he says that the secret method of inviting blessing the spiritual medicine of many diseases are these five principles. So in that first instance he's saying if you actually bring these into your life life and you in, and you embody them you will learn something about mindfulness in today's words that's what we call it. You'll bring yourself into this state of present, take yourself from worrying about the past and the future and just for the time that you're considering this moment allow yourself to fully embody these five precepts and at the end he suggests that you do it every morning and every evening and in his culture and in some cultures uh, if you if you are of a religious bent or you have a particular tradition then join your hands in prayer and say these things if you have a different way of doing it but it's more than recite it it is about saying it and bringing it in and making it part of
1: you. Yes.
2: So there's Living the it. top and the tail. Yes. And then there are these five principles or precepts or guiding um, guiding path. And the first one or I'm going to say the first two because no one can agree which way around they are. And they are just for today by which I I believe we mean just for the moment that we can experience this living in a mindful moment, living in the present, just for now, for as long as I can hold it, I won't worry and I won't be angry. And the third one, which is variously, well, for now, let's just say it's be thankful, honor how we got here. The fourth one is work honestly, be diligent in everything that you do. And the fifth one is, be kind to all living things. So those are the five. And yes, they all sound great. But that order is really important. And again, uh, here Rick Botner really helped me understand that he describes it, it's like you're a pebble being dropped into the middle of a pond. And you can see the ripples moving outwards from the pond to the edge. You drop the pebble in and you see the first ripple and you see the second ripple and eventually you get to the edge of the pond. Now, if you look at the order of those five precepts, they start with you focusing on being angry and not worrying and they end at the edge of the pond with being kind to everything, things that you don't touch. And so... We all want to rush out and heal the world. Yes. The edge of the pond. And we want to go there first. But you don't start there, you end there. You start by healing yourself. And Reiki one gives us this wonderful opportunity. If we don't rush it, if we don't run into Reiki two and then run into Reiki three and become masters and go off and teach, if we actually take time to sit and explore ourselves with Reiki one for as long as it takes that might be weeks it might be months it might be years it is a most beautiful experience and you can gently very gently with Reiki let go of things that stop you being at your full potential yes. and when you've done that you will expand and you will expand like these ripples and you will eventually get to the point where you can focus on the edge of the pond on healing the world but until you get yourself in that space it's so difficult to do and you will not be a good channel for Reiki if you don't spend an inordinate amount of time working on yourself and the more you work on yourself the better the channel you will be
1: oh absolutely I love that
2: so it's not even being selfish to do it it's selfless to give yourself Reiki. Because the more you give yourself Reiki, the more you explore yourself, the more you will be able to be a channel for everybody else. Yes. And so now I spend most of, well, no, I won't say most of Reiki one. I spend a lot of my, if it's a one day class, when I'm particularly working with veterans, about giving them permission to work. On themselves,
1: on themselves,
2: and then come back for Reiki too.
1: And part of that is feeling worthy. Am yes. I worthy to have this come into me and be part of me as well, right. Right, do you think? Yeah. Yes,
2: exactly. It's about, it is about that self-worth. Mm-hmm. And it starts with letting go of worry and letting go of anger. And so that's where I want to start to explore, and then we will move out in layers. Ah. Now, if you think about worry and fear and anger and fear, you realize that those first two, do not worry, do not be angry, are both connected with that third word, fear. They are interconnected. If you look at psychology textbooks, they talk about four levels of, of fear. And it starts with worry, and it moves to anxiety, and then it moves to fear, and then it moves to panic. And those first two, worry and anxiety, there's no immediate threat the last two, fear and panic, you are actually in danger. And the reaction to danger is to be on the attack or to run away. Mm -hmm. In order to be at your best attack, you have to have anger. Yes. Um, uh, I I was reflecting on this uh, last night uh, with a friend and they pointed out that In the Romans, the Romans, when they were picking their best soldiers, they looked for the soldiers who went bright red because they showed anger. You don't want someone who's going to withdraw in the face of fear. You want someone who is going to attack in the face of fear. So um, anger is a natural reaction to fear. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: The trouble is that in our working lives, even when we don't have the need to be fearful, we keep anger sometimes. And so we have these two uh, twisting balance beams. We have fear on the one side, we have anger on the other, and we spend our time worrying about things that we can't do anything about and we become angry and we misplace the anger and we cause anger we place our anger on other people, on other things. And so starting with do not anger.
1: And really we hold some of that in as well, don't we? Which affects our vibration.
2: Completely. I mean mindset. I mean just think about that physiologically. Mm -hmm. Uh, To be in that state physiologically, is to have your sympathetic nervous system tense, ready to fight, ready to flee. But you're not in a state of relaxation. You're in a state of constant tension, waiting to fight or run away. Uh, You can't digest your food properly. You're not eating well. And if you are eating wonderful food, you're not absorbing it. Because your sympathetic nervous system, your adrenals are locked on solid. Yes. And we, unfortunately, in our modern lives, quite often we live in that state of tension.
1: Yes.
2: And so the first thing is to give yourself permission in these few minutes that you're doing Reiki to say, I am in a safe place. Nothing can actually hurt me in this moment.
1: In this moment.
2: So I am safe just for this moment to let go. Of my anger because it serves me other times, but it doesn't serve me right now.
1: Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, uh, Michael, we're going to take a commercial break here. Everyone, we will be back in just a few minutes and we will continue with this great discussion. All righty. Thank you, Michael.
4: Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife.
0: improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com.
3: The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more.
0: You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Paula Vale here with Michael Emmanuel and he is discussing the five Reiki principles and how we can look at those, how we can bring those into our lives and change the moment that we're in. And Michael, please, um, this is fascinating. Let's just jump right back in there.
2: Okay. So we were talking about this being like concentric circles, ripples on a pond moving out, and we're working on the first two of these. And the first one I covered before the break was just for this moment, just for while I'm doing my Reiki practice on myself, I can allow myself just for now to let go of anger. What does that feel like? Experience it for what it is. We have a tendency in our lives to see things as good or bad, black or white. The universe doesn't have the same way of looking at things. They just are. Things are. They exist. And in the present moment, which is the only moment I can have any effect on, instead of thinking something good or bad, let's just accept it for what it is. And if I can let go of anger, not having a judgment whether it's good or bad, whether I need it or don't need it, I'm just going to, for this moment, let it be. That's a wonderful thing about thinking about the present moment. I said it's the only point that you can actually change. There's the past, which I, as a human, I can't change. Mm
1: -hmm. Who
2: knows if I were, even Einstein can't change the past, but um, maybe in a different universe, you can go back and you can change it. But now that's your recorded history. And now I'm in the present, And in a moment, the future will happen. But I can't change the future yet because it hasn't happened. And I can't change the past because it has happened. But I can change this moment, just this moment, and now this moment. And if I live mindfully, if I live consciously, if I allow just for this moment not to be angry, how will that change the future, which I can have no action on yet, when the future happens it will be a now and I can have a moment and work on that moment. So set your sights on where do I want to be and just for this moment be happy that you changed this moment. The second part to this after do not be angry and some people will say that's the second principle. The second one is do not worry. and We've already talked about Worry is the first stage of a sequence. It's not even a yellow alert, and yet it fills up my mind. Yes. So first there's worry, and then there's anxiety, which is perhaps the yellow alert. And then there's fear, which is the certainty that I'm in danger, which is the orange alert. And then there's panic, which is, maybe that's the wrong word for it, but now I really have to do something, yes. which is the red alert. But worry isn't even a yellow in that sequence, and yet it takes so much of my time. Yes. So, and and why does it do that? Uh, There are many possible reasons, but worry is hinged on the fact that you're helplessly out of control of whatever it is that's going to happen, and you're out of control because... um, You don't know enough. You don't have enough information to do anything about it. And so it goes round and around and around because you're not in a state where you have enough information to act on it. So you worry about it.
1: And it can consume you. Totally. Yes.
2: So, okay, you know it has consumed you. And you know after your Reiki session it will consume you again. But just for the Reiki session, Let it go, because it's stopping you being present. What you're really doing is you're worrying about something that hasn't even happened yet. You're worrying about something that you have no control over because you don't have enough information to take any action on it. Or, if you take this action, will that be the right action? Uh, Maybe I should have taken this action. Or maybe, what if I take that action and it's the wrong action? Well, guess what? If you're in a state of fear or panic, you will make the right action to save yourself. (laughs) I don't mean to be glib. Uh, Actually, probably I do in that one. (laughs) Uh, But just for this session, just for while we're in this moment reikiing ourselves or receiving a Reiki session, knowing that I'm safe and that there is no danger, assuming that you as the practitioner of yourself or you feel safe in the presence of the practitioner who's working on you, they will have created a safe space for you. And so, no harm can come to you. So now you can not worry. See what it feels like. Often, we don't even realize that we're worrying until we stop. And then there's this peacefulness. Doesn't that feel good? Yes. And if you know what it feels like just for now, then you've got something to work towards. Yes. So, now we've covered the first two ripples out. Just for now, don't be angry. Just for now, don't worry. Or you can start with, don't worry, and then you won't perhaps be quite so angry. Let those go, and just be. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: The more you accept that sense of being, and let me talk about being. Being present, what does that mean? It's the opposite of doing. Yes. We spend so much of our life doing, even if it's only making a list, or doing as in I shall worry now. So uh, once you start doing, there's something you can do and something that you're not doing. Now you've got that dichotomy, black and white, Um, there's a good and there's a bad. But when you're in a sense of being, there isn't a right and a wrong, there is just a presence. And this is where I find the simplicity of Reiki so profound. Um, if you sit in that state of being, Reikiing yourself, things shift. In that sense of being, you can explore who you are, absent the worry, absent the anger. And things transform. And instead of going, saying to yourself, am I doing it right? Yes. Just explore that sense of wherever you are. Yes. And watch it transform or feel it transform. Uh, and be it okay that whatever you achieved is good enough. You know, in my, in my house, in my bedroom in the bedroom doorway Um, I've lived in that house since 1996 in about 1997 I put a chin up bar across the door and it's a marvellous place to keep the dry cleaning and so I walk past my dry cleaning every morning on the way to the bathroom and about uh, not even two months ago I was looking at it because I have to duck slightly to get underneath it I was thinking well, that's that chin-up bar that I keep my dry cleaning on. I'll just do a couple of Mm chin-ups. See where I can go with that. So I took the dry cleaning down and I used it probably for the first time since 1997 when I put it up to do a, I don't know, I'll do a couple, maybe I'll do half a dozen. And I just hung there. It was like nothing was going to happen. I just hung like a piece of dry cleaning. (laughs) And I thought, oh, that's embarrassing. (laughs) Um, Let's see how much I can do. And with the hands wrapped one way around the bar, I couldn't do anything at all. I turned my hands around the other way and I could get about an inch of movement. So I accepted that. An inch is good. Tomorrow I'm going to try and get that inch again. And so the next day I got an inch and the next day I managed to do an inch both ways around I held my hands. And within a week, I could do much more than an inch. And within two weeks, I could do several chin-ups. And now two months on, I can do three all the way up, looking like I'm something out of Cirque du Soleil, three the other way, and another three on top, sideways.
1: Wonderful.
2: And instead of being angry with myself or worrying that I could do only nothing on that Mm -hmm. first day, I was grateful that I could do an inch and I congratulated myself because I'd given it my all and that's all I could do and I determined that I would do it again and if I could only do an inch or whatever I could do that was good enough and it was about letting go of worry having no anger. And I didn't deliberately think, oh, I'm embodying the Reiki precepts until, in fact, sitting here today talking to you. It didn't occur to me that I've grown those into my being so much that I just accept them in my everyday life. I'm always, when I start to worry, I give myself a moment to stop worrying. Then I go back and worry. If I start to get angry and I start to worry, has happened during a big project I've just been working on and everything seemed to be going wrong and every time I thought it couldn't get any worse it did there was a point where it just got so bad I sat on the sofa and thought what now I shall Reiki myself and I gave myself five minutes during that five minutes I didn't worry and I wasn't (sighs) angry and when I got up I had the energy to carry on.
1: yes I love it it's almost like When we can let go of that anger, let go of that worry, and find peace and calm, we open the window for what we have and what we can be grateful for. Exactly. We open that window by letting those first two go.
2: Right. And so instead of saying, I have to beat this anger out of me, Mm -hmm. or I have to go through some ritual to remove the worry, yes. it's actually it's much simpler than that. You just let go of them. Yes, And then when you've got some ability to understand what those are, move on to the third one, which is be grateful. Or it might be honour your parents and your teachers and your elders or your whatever you want to that third one to be actually when you piece them together it's about perhaps being grateful is a, just a humongous thing, how can you be grateful where do you start and I think that's why Mrs. Takata moved it from being grateful to honour your parents and teachers and friends and the Reiki Alliance has moved it to honour your teachers, mm-hmm. friends uh, sorry, your uh, your elders your teachers and your Um, parents well a lot of us have trouble honouring all of that I was very lucky I don't I had a wonderful upbringing but I know a lot of people that I work with um, how do I honour my parents after what they did for me or didn't do for me or this teacher who abused me or whatever the nature of the of the hurt
1: Mm
2: -hmm. and Letting go of that can be really hard. What I... I've come to think of it in terms of, and I think it might have been again Rick Bockner who led me into this thinking. It's about honouring the lineage that brought you to this point. Whatever that is. Right. It's about whether it was something that you enjoyed or didn't enjoy, whether it was something that if you want to put a judgment on it was good or bad, you are now at this point. You are now who you are and you are being present and you're being mindful and you're in this space and you're beginning to honor yourself because you've let go of worry, you've let (laughs) go of anger. And so be grateful that however you got here, you got here. You got here that your parents and your teachers and your elders and your former self actually did the best they could it might not have been good enough it might have hurt but you got here and the rest of your life is still ahead of you
1: Yeah, i i love that that's yeah however so it is you got here you
2: got here and be you grateful for the
1: rest of your life
2: yes so, to go uh, in
1: the direction that you choose, and that's
4: yes.
2: yours to make the decision. So, if you can let go of the hostility you feel that prevents you from being your future, you start to be your future. There was a, a wonderful lady, um, Eva, I believe her name was Oda, uh, who I read her op-ed piece in the newspaper last week. She was the lady, the Auschwitz survivor who actually hugged the Nazi guard who's currently on trial in Germany. And she said, we're both old 91-year-olds now. Mm -hmm. She said, I was a very angry person for decades. And a couple of decades ago, she said, I learned to let go of it. And people don't understand, she said, but I learned that there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Eva Poder, I believe her name is. And I thought, oh, I've never thought about that. She calls it forgiveness. What she's talking about is that's hers to own. And it's hers to let go.
1: Yeah.
2: And she's decided to let go of the fear and the anger and the pain and the suffering. And she's honoring herself. By letting go.
1: Yes.
2: And it's not an agreement with anybody else. It's just for her.
1: It's just for her. And
2: as soon as she let go of everything, she felt better. She says she no longer felt like a victim. That she was now free. And that for as long as she held on to it, they had her.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And
2: I love that woman for that. She said reconciliation is much harder. Reconciliation is an agreement between two people. Yes. She said, but just letting go the way she has done it, she calls it forgiveness, yeah. um, means she's in control. It's freedom. And she can, sack it and yes. she can take it back anytime she wants. Yes. She says, it's, it's entirely freedom. up to me. No one can tell me.
1: I love that. And so I
2: believe that embodies be grateful.
1: Yes. Oh, I love that. Oh, well, we have to take another commercial break. Yes, be grateful. We will end this segment with that. Those two words, be grateful. Thank you, Michael. Well, everyone, we will be back in just a couple couple more minutes. Thank you.
4: Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife
0: and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com.
3: The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more.
1: And I am chatting with Michael Emmanuel and we are discussing the five Reiki principles. And Michael is breaking that down, giving us insight on different viewpoints. And we've covered three of those principles and we're just gonna jump right back in, Michael. This is fascinating. Thank you.
2: Oh, this is fun. I didn't know whether or not I'd actually be able to speak for three whole segments about principles, but it just goes to show. I mean, you know, I I can take half a day working with my students on principles and what they mean by them. I mean, the wonderful thing about working in a class is there's a two and a fro between it, whereas here we're just discussing... uh, And I
1: personally have found that the principles inspired me to add more to that and to put more into that when I when I say the five principles I add one more principle Mm -hmm. I activate my Reiki I say the five principles and I actually say and today may my Reiki grow in light and love and healing and I put that out there every day and that's been huge for me so we can have fun with this absolutely have this as a core and then have that inspire us to bring even Absolutely. more into our aura uh-huh. and if our you actually, mindset.
2: If you actually look at Mrs. DeCarter's, as she wrote them up in her notes, a, I've got some typewritten notes here, which were hers. And she actually has six because what? she's joined the third one. She's got two for the third one. She says, just for today, thou shalt not anger, thou shalt not worry, Thou shalt count your blessings, is her third one. Ah, Thou shalt revere your parents, teachers and friends, Mm -hmm. which is still the third one. Thou shalt earn an honest living, which is the one we'll talk about now. And the fifth Mm -hmm. one, thou shalt be kind to all living things. So that's how she taught them, at least at some point in in her teaching, because we know she kept changing them. And of course, as soon as you write things down, they become, this this is how she did it. All we know is this is how she taught it yes. that time. Yes. Which is why she didn't like to hand out notes because she realized that Reiki evolves just as you evolve it with how you've added to the precepts. Mm-hmm. But I think what we're talking about here very much fits in with that, which is the more you actually adhere to the five precepts, principles, and you absorb them not just as words, but you bring in what you understand by them. Reiki grows. Yes. And so the fourth principle, and maybe the first three are the hardest to actually work with, because those are the initial ripples. They're where yes. we've got the most work to do. But when you've yes. done that, the next one actually comes really comparatively easily. It says work diligently. Work well, do your do an honest do your work honestly is yes. how it's normally translated. And I think of that in terms of Everything I touch, my work isn't just what I do when I go out in the mornings. My work is everything I do, everybody I interact with. My work is my ability to interact with the world directly. And so my feeling about working honestly is be honest with myself and be honest with everything I touch and everything that I do. It could be disarming sometimes because I'm sometimes a little too honest with people.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Um, but it's so much easier. I find I'm, I'm just not very good at making up stories. As a child, I was incredibly good at it. <laughs> so say my parents.
3: Oh.
2: It, it's like they were, I made up the most imaginative stories to get out of things, to get into things, to make things happen around me. And it was an effort to have to remember them. You don't have to remember things if you were honest about them in the first place because whatever they were, they still are. They still
1: are, yes.
2: So you don't have to remember anything. You just have to say it again. Yes. Or do it again. And so um, it's about working and acting, and living with integrity. And it's about, you no, know, does that mean you can be perfect all the time? No, but just for now, you can try and be. And every time you make a mistake, it's not about not making mistakes. You learn by making mistakes. It's about putting the mistake right. It's, for me, It Reiki allowed me to realize that I wanted to live without regret, Think that's where I came to by the time I came. That's my a tricky
1: one. That's a yes. tricky one.
2: And the reality is you can't live without regret. I mean you will do things yes. even after well, the first thing I did after I realized that that was my that's what I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to enjoy uh, as much of my life as I could and that meant get putting right the things that I had done that were wrong. Mm-hmm and getting into a sense of balance. So I, I started to do that. And it actually, there were only two big regrets in my life at that moment, and I kind of started to put those right. And then I went back, and the smaller regrets that I had, I put those right. And then I realized that as I move forward, I do things that I regret. But instead of leaving them, I try and put them right again. So rather than having them toppled over, When I realize, and I might not realize it at the time, it may be a year on, it might be, put it right. That's what I mean about doing your work honestly. It's not about being always correct. It's about going back and correcting and living with integrity. Now, if you can do all of those four things, if you can, just for this moment, live without anger, live without fear, just for the time that you're doing Reiki, Just for this moment, accept that you are who you are because of everything that everybody has done for you, around you, whether good or bad, that is who you are. What you've done for yourself, whether good or bad, that's who you are. And you accept the premise that everything you're going to try and do to the best of your ability, not perfectly, it's not the same thing, to the best of your ability. If you live like that, the fifth one happens naturally. The fifth principle then becomes straightforward. It's like, if you're doing all of these things, then it means that as long as I'm kind and generous and I'm not too judgmental of the things that I don't touch, then hopefully these ripples will move out. And if I do a good thing for you and you do a good thing for the next person and they are, then you move the boundaries of what you're able to do beyond what you immediately touch to all the other things that exist in the world. So I must admit, I don't spend a lot of my time sitting with crystal grids healing the world. I would rather spend my time, and this is a personal preference, helping my family and my friends do what they need to do to be the very best of their ability Mm -hmm. so that they can be at the very best of their ability to do it for their friends. And we know simply from all the online social media networking things how fast the interconnectivity happens. And if we all do good things and And it moves on... We create that wave. We create the wave, that ripple in the pond
1: that moves all the
2: way to the edge. Yes. So I can't reach the end of the pond borders by myself and I'm not sure that even if I spray a lot of energy around with my Reiki to get to the edges I don't know how much of it will get to the end but through my actions they ripple on the butterfly wings flapping Yes. yes. you know um back, uh, I was delighted a few years ago I think it was um Probably are we now, 2015, probably about three years ago, um, the president was visiting Israel, I believe, and he used uh, a phrase, a Hebrew phrase, which I always think is amusing <laughs> still now. He used a phrase which I think is wonderful. In Hebrew, the word is tikkun olam, and he translated it as healing the world. And it's a it's a very understood concept yeah, in the Jewish faith way of life, mm-hmm. and it involves um, at one level charity. But even the word charity um, in Hebrew, uh, tzedakah, uh, comes from a stem that doesn't mean what we mean by charity. It, it actually, if you translate the root, sadik, um, it means Justice, uh, equality, balance, rightness, fairness. So charity isn't about giving, it's about balancing. And one of the ways people talk about tikkun olam is about balancing the world. But actually if you look at the word olam, like I say, I'm, I'm not a linguist though, <laughs> uh, but I love words. And when I heard the president saying olam, which is a word, because I was brought up Jewish, um, that I've heard a lot. And I've never really thought about it before, because it's not the usual word for earth. And when people talk about healing the world, earth is eretz. So in my simple naivety, I go to the dictionary and I look up olam. And it sort of means universe, sort of means universe. So Tikkun Alam actually means healing the universe. It means being charitable, balancing. It means caring for the universe. Oh,
1: I love that. I but love it
2: that. even goes further than that, which I found unbelievable. That Olam um, actually means, sort of, it has a feeling to it. Yes, it means everything. But it sort of means... Beyond that horizon over there that you can't see. And then the whole concept becomes, wow, so we've got to heal Olam, which means from beyond over there that I can't see on that horizon to over there beyond that horizon. Yes. So healing, balancing the universe. Reiki gives me so much, it 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 heals personally, and by healing me personally. I can be a better and better channel to provide Reiki for others.
1: For others.
2: And they, some of them go on and become teachers, some of them just practitioners, and they pass it on. But we all know that when you receive Reiki from different people, it feels different. Yes. And that's because we're none of us perfect channels. And so the more work you do on yourself, the more work you do with these precepts, it's not a Selfish thing you're doing. It's a completely selfless thing you're doing in Reiki world because you're becoming a clearer and clearer channel. More energy flows. And that means because it's not our energy that we're giving to somebody else. Exactly. It just means we're a better conduit for other people to draw the energy that they need to heal themselves through us. So by healing myself, I become a better channel for other people to heal themselves, whether they're military veterans.
1: Oh, well said, Michael. Yes. Yes. And that is so beautiful because, you know, in what you say, yes, we become a better channel. We become, so we can put out there, and and I'm big on just being a part of that wave. And that's more we can put out there in your pond. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's going to stretch out. So... Any, any last words to our listeners with these five principles?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Just how they can kind of give themselves a focus, take them in. I, I think yes. you broke that down beautifully. But really, it can change their lives to bring that into that, their lives every day. I, Don't you think?
2: I, I, I arrived at it completely Without thinking it, that I didn't realize I was doing it, but I was actually following the five principles. Only I'm not sure I knew which order to start in. Mm-hmm. And now I understand. Start with the first two. Whichever way you want to do it, when you can let go of fear, which is the embodiment of those first two, not worrying, not being angry, just for this moment, however long you can keep it, When you feel that that becomes second nature during your Reiki session,
1: Mm -hmm. work on the third. In my view, I look at fear and anger as almost a pollutant. What it does to me and my mindset. So, yes, if we can work on releasing that, my gosh, what can open up to manifest?
2: And that's actually one last thought on that is Mm -hmm. that Those first two, when they're stated, appear to be negative. The last three are do this, do this, do this. The first two are don't do this, don't do that, don't worry, don't be angry. Yes. But actually what they're really saying is be at peace. Yes. Let go of fear. Because if you can be in that state, if you can be you you let go of your sympathetic nervous system and you become a ruminant, you can start to digest. You can start to actually absorb the healing.
1: I love it. I love it. Oh, gosh. Michael, we have run out of time. This has been a beautiful show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with everyone. And a big thank you to all of our listeners in the U.S. and around the world. Thank you for joining us. And big hugs and blessings to everyone. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you again for tuning in to
0: For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health.